from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, Money Movers, welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. On today's deep dive, we are joined by the Grits co-owners, Ruben and Toya Levy. This deep dive is brought to you by MasterCard, bridging the wealth gap together with Greenwood. Hey, Money Movers, if you missed our previous episode, Ruman and Toya are the owners of the t-shirt and lifestyle brand Grits Co. They told us the story about how they were inspired to start their own mom and pop lifestyle brand and the future of the brand. And we are here today to welcome back Ruben and Toya to the show to talk all about how you too can start a lifestyle brand. Hi, Ruben. Hi, Toya. Hi, thank you again for having us. Well, I'm so excited to have you back here and I'm really excited to have you back on the podcast today so that you can inspire others to perhaps start their own lifestyle brand and give them sort of a little bit of wisdom on how you guys created and started this successful brand. So let's take us back to the beginning. In our last episode, Ruben, you talked about always having sort of a creative vein in you and Toya, you always said you had the business sensibilities. I feel like the two of you combined to not only start a beautiful family together, but this incredible business. 
How did you know that you were going to launch a business and what were the first steps that you took? Oh man. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, I actually previously started, started it before, uh, I met meeting Toya. So it was like a different iteration and I really just kind of like started, I just made a shirt, saw if I could go and sell it, you know, and it would I mean, try to, you know, of course, try to sell your friends and your family. And that's the first thing usually everyone does. But that after a while, you kind of realize that doesn't go too far. So <laughs> I found a um, local like events, uh, uh, like uh, it was like sneaker events and i like came up with a couple of designs and just went and sold it i just went just to see what you know how much i could sell and thank god i was in the i was in the black <laughs> so like uh at least meant double my double my money and i was like okay i'm happy wow and at that point i was like i need to make some more shirts and it just kind of like st- stuck with it after uh with that just um you know as, as ideas came and and then I started kind of formulating some better, uh, like more collections and stuff later down the line. Wow. Okay. That's a great example because I feel like oftentimes people are looking to start a brand and a t-shirt brand is really great because, you know, I think there's a lot of different ways where you can start manufacturing and doing, you know, minimum orders at a small number. How did you decide, or how did you know when you could start making those big purchase orders to reproduce your shirts in large volumes? <laughs> that's kind of a, tricky one because yeah. it, it it's more of a matter of gauging like you know the frequency of how fast you're selling and and how, how much often. to replenish your um inventory yeah and um you, you're just gonna have to it really just kind of watching the you know, the ebb and flow of your of your business um to kind of gauge it um even when ordering sizes some size like on some shirts some sizes sell really good and then sometimes other like another design that um that size is totally different so i mean there's kind of ups and downs it's like just kind of depends uh but we try to like try to have a good median uh where you can kind of break even and feel good at Uh, plus we run everything from our home Mm -hmm. so we don't have a warehouse that we're running all kind of shipments out of um it's based out of what we have here. So we like to move our inventory and keep it moving. So we don't sit on a lot of inventory for a long amount of time. That's why we tell people, if you see a shirt that you like, get it because Mm -hmm. it might be sold out. And when we sell out, we usually don't reprint those shirts. Wow. So So these um, are like, there's sort of uh, an element of rarity here. You got to get it when you see it. Yeah. Yes. And that's why we have our followers, which we call the grits gang. And, um, you know, they, they are part of the newsletter. They're part of our social media on Instagram and they know exactly when a shirt is coming out. Um, we show them the shirt. We ask them if they want to buy in. If not, we don't, we only print so many shirts. And then once we're sold out, we're sold out. And then we make another collection. I think this is really interesting because I think this is a, a mistake I think a lot of early clothing brands make. They're so excited about this incredible dream that they're going to do and they're going to create this brand and they order thousands of shirts and we're going to sell this same shirt, you know, and it's it's a big gamble. It's a big gamble because if, you don't, if people don't like your shirt. <laughs> if they don't like the quality, the size, the fit, if they don't like the ink, if they don't like you know, all of it goes into people will tell you like um, the majority of our people who buy our clothes are men mm-hmm. and uh, the majority of the men are car club people because we have a big following of car clubs. Well, the majority of those men want black T-shirts. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the shirts that 
I'm folding up and sending out. I'm like, oh my God, another black shirt. Like my husband's whole wardrobe is nothing but black shirts, yep. but that's what they like. That's what they look good in. That's what they feel good in. They always tell me how they like the cut on, of the shirt on them. So I know not to change the quality and the, the, the shirts that we use. Um, and we have people coming back years later, letting us know, Hey, I'm still wearing this t-shirt and it's still in good condition. And I want to buy a new one just because I need another one. Oh, so, see, yeah. This is so important. Cause I feel like oftentimes people miss the nuances of the gems that you're lying down. You're like, we went after an audience and we knew they liked our product and we keep selling to those same people and they keep coming back. So sometimes I think people are very quick to iterate and put out something new and put out something new, but you lose customers that way. So if you find a strong customer base, you keep at them. I, I would always say like, you know, love those that love you and, and ignore everyone else. Yep. So yeah. like when you're doing that, like it's really, especially now, there's just like so many different, like there, there's so many different places to sell so many, so much competition. I mean, you, if you look on, I look at Instagram almost like it's just different channels, right? Yeah. So everyone is trying to like, hey, look at my channel and you have to kind of find your place and find your niche and rather than trying to find something that gets everybody, like just find something that just works for you and try to see you can grow that audience from there. So as you've sort of built and grown your business using social media, can you offer any sort of advice to people on how they can grow their sales online? So many people have started businesses, especially out of the pandemic, where they've you know, really started to thrive using social media. Can you offer any secrets, tips, or tricks to our audience? I would say to make sure that you engage with people on social media, make sure you're engaging with them, going on to other people's feed, commenting so that they can see you, uh, trying to get yourself better in that algorithm. Also, check on your insights. Um, every every one of our pictures and everything you post on your page has an insight button. Yep. Check on those insights and see what everything is going, how it's going out to, how many people are clicking, if it's the hashtag that is bringing them, if it's the actual just followers that are bringing them, if you're coming up randomly in new people's feeds, how many people are you averaging a week that you're getting as new followers? Has somebody reposted something of yours that's caused followers or people to bring attention to your page? So pay close attention to those algorithms and the insights that you're creating on a day-to-day -day basis on social media. Um, also check out other platforms. Mm -hmm. We don't do all the platforms because our followers aren't all, uh, you know, we don't have TikTok followers. If we do, great, but that's just not where we spend our day-to-day -day time at. But knowing, okay, I have a clothing line. I need to do those cute little TikTok videos that maybe need changing real quick into something. You know, that takes you five minutes or whatever. And it's a good thing that you could put both on TikTok yep. and then use it on your reels on Instagram. And reels is what's important on Instagram right now that's helping a lot of people get more algorithm going. So anytime that you can engage in those things and know what you're putting into your actual social media platform um, is always best. So also going in and if you are a person that's on Instagram, you want to change it over to a business account yes. or make sure you have the title that you're Great on advice. Yeah, if you're an entrepreneur, put entrepreneur under your name, put real estate agent, it, whatever it is, make sure that information is on there. Um, if it's not your business page, if it's your personal page, but you're still conducting business with both. So that that's my tips. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Toya, one of the things that I want to really impress upon our Money Moves audience, especially those of you that are aspiring entrepreneurs, I think a lot of your success is you guys have really been so hands-on building this business. Oftentimes people think they're building a business online and they're like, oh, I can outsource it to all these fancy SEO shops or social media content creators. But you have to really understand your business from top to bottom and the data as well behind it. You mentioned checking the insights page on every post. I think that's just such a great recipe for success. Yes, we are very hands-on and we have been for years. Um, I remember when we first got started, Ruben had this idea that he wanted tags in the back of the shirts and they had to be these woven tags so instead of us outsourcing someone to sew the woven tags in he ordered a thousand of them and then i'm here at the sewing machine 
putting the tags on the back, you know? And so those are the stories that our fans love. They are like, I still got an original shirt. Look at my wow. like, Yeah, that is an original because everyone knows my hands were the ones sewing it. Um, he also has little, his creativity is just crazy. And he has, he has details that he likes real specific. Mm-hmm. So he has uh, some hang tags that hang on the shirts that when you get it and it has to be hand stamped. And so basically we started making the girls do that because they can, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they can hand stamp them. And then I put them on there. We fold them. I fold them up nicely, put them in a nice bag, make sure everything is sealed so that when it is shipped, you won't get damaged. Um, but the presentation is uh, key and he's made sure to instill that in me, making sure that I'm the uh, delivery it's, it's, pa- department, the order department. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, an, it's just having intentionality. Like, you know, anybody can buy a t-shirt but you know like trying to leave um leave the t-shirt leave an impression upon someone that when they get the t-shirt of how you take care of it how it's packaged like having that vintage feel requires like also us doing it by hand a bit to give it like something uh, more of like a natural kind of you know feel to it and you know like i think that's like um that's a part to like keeping customers too like giving, uh, you know, when we first started, also we did, we did like handwritten notes. Yeah. Just like, you know, it was nuts. She didn't like, yeah, I did yeah. too. the business but, started growing so fast. Well, well no, it's not. Well, it, here's the thing. It's like, you, you got to develop a relationship with your customers. Like the- People like, appreciate those touches. It feels like, you know, and I think a lot of people want to support black businesses, want to support early entrepreneurs. And yeah. so when they get a handwritten note, it means a lot. I mean, I don't get a lot of handwritten notes, period, in life anymore. So when I do get yeah, one- <laughs> exactly. You so know, that's like thanking you for your business. Means oh, a lot. yeah. So yeah. This, I mean, just like the same way we try to leave that impression with like our customers, like with the product um, online, I like, even when we think about our clothes or what content, I always think about creating content that's, that is shareable. It may not have like a definable part of like what we do, but it's part of our universe. So like, if someone can take that and share it with someone else, then that also brings people back to us to see what else they have going on, right. you know? And that's really worked over some of the years that, and just in number one thing, just you know, remaining consistent, you know? That's the hardest part. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Toya, I am going to be thinking of you sewing on 1000 tags onto the back of every shirt. But you know what? It also makes me think that, you know, it really speaks to the idea that everyone thinks, oh, I'm going to start a business. It's going to be great. I'm going to start this business and I'm going to move to Florida and sit on the beach and just like sip cocktails while my business runs itself and I make money in my sleep. And it's just never the truth. So this is like the real behind the scenes story. No. Yeah. There we have, we have some stories and it's, it's fun and it's been fun. Like I said, growing it with him, uh, by his side, watching us both go through it. It's been a blast. It, it's, I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Okay. So I've got a couple technical questions right here. You guys have a lot of really unique designs. Can you talk about how you've put thought into like protecting IP and if it matters nowadays, a lot of entrepreneurs um, come with an idea, a design, et cetera. And they're like very hesitant to release it because they're like, what if somebody steals it? How has this affected how you put out your designs and your t-shirts? You can't be afraid because someone's going to steal it. You know, it's going to, someone's going to steal it. Like, that's just how the world is. All people, you know, artists, as an artist myself, I think like, I don't know if it's Picasso, but like great art, like with good artists copy, great artists steal. Yeah. And it's like, 
people do that, but like a great artist will take it and it makes something more of it. So yeah. like for me, it's, I, you can't be afraid to put out stuff. Cause that's like, that's part of being an artist. Like you got to put it I me. Mean, you got to live into the whim of like what the world is going to take, how they interpret it. Yeah. And that leaves room for you to create more because you're getting it out there. When you try yeah. to hold on it, I mean, you're really going to choke. You, you're really choking your blessing. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like It has to be like shared. It has to go out to the world. And, and I think I, sometimes I think like fear is a lot of the biggest hurdles entrepreneurs have to get over is the fear. And you can talk yeah. yourself up into, well, someone might steal it. Someone might this, but like, you just got to get it out there. Exactly. I mean, nobody remembers Jay-Z's losses, right? Nope. No, because he's he, he's done some bad losses, but the guy ever lose like he just going, yeah of course <laughs> he keeps going and moving. It's like that that grit, like you see that kind of turn into something, and you're like, oh, I just remember you remember all the good stuff afterward, but you had to go through the bad stuff too. That's all we can learn, you know. Yeah. Okay, my next slightly technical question is, you guys built this whole business online. Well, Ruben, you talked about, you know, in the very beginning, you were going to a couple of like um, car shows or sneaker shows, and then you sort of moved to selling a business online. Did you have someone build you a fancy website? Did you use some of the built-in tools? Like, how can you encourage just the early stage entrepreneur who's got, you know, 500 t-shirts to sell to really get started? I think every every entrepreneur in any business they they should get their hands on everything, do the hard work of it to figure it out. So like a lot of young people come to us and ask me like about starting a line, and they'll they don't even have like the basic knowledge of like the programs or like the process. So like you got you got screen printing, but you also got DTG. You got different types of stuff, and every part that you don't know something actually cost you money mm. and you want to pay somebody else to do that and if you're relying on somebody to tell you and you can't tell if they're telling you the truth or not you're gonna it's gonna cost you money way down the line way more than you could have so i always like tell people like to get acclimated to like these programs to how delivering because that's a big part also like understanding your costs how to cut costs because i mean uh, making t-shirts or clothing period involves a lot of a uh, lot of upfront you know, credit costs for like a lot of things. So, I mean, you gotta think those things out, you know, um, nowadays. The website, I just use what is available. Uh, yeah. I started off with Big Cartel. I think now like you can, I mean, uh, yeah. Squarespace, Shopify. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things available like online and Google, like really people don't have a real good reason anymore, like not to be able to do something. So true, like, say that again. <laughs> Yeah, you can yeah. do anything. We saw, I saw uh, recently where a young girl was picking up seashells off the beach and selling them online for like 20, 30 bucks, a seashell, talking about this was from California, you know, and she was making good money and she can go anywhere and pick them seashells up for right. free. Right. And that's the thing. I think it's like you need to just understand if you've got an idea and you think there's an audience for people who will want to buy it, test it out. And like you said, I feel like now there's with technology, there is so much at our fingertips that allows us to just get started. And going back to, you know, no grits, no glory. Like we've got the grit. You've got that. We've got the work ethic. So just get out there and go do it. Yes. Oh, totally. If you think about where we came from, man, I think we should be like, yo, we can really build a lot. We've built a lot, we you know?
Well, <laughs> Toya, it's been such a pleasure having you on the podcast today. We love your story. We love your family values. We love your grit and we love the glory. So thank you so much for being here today. Can you remind our audience where they can find all pieces of your brand, t-shirt, et cetera, on social media? You can follow us at Wear Grits. That's W-E-A-R-G-R-I-T-S on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, you can also follow, go to WearGrits.com to buy any of our items. Thank no you grits, so no glory. Much. Thank you both. Thank you so much for being here today. All right, Money Movers, that's all the time we have for today, but make sure to follow Ruben and Toya on all their social media handles. And if we helped you make your money move, please make sure to let us know by sending us a like, sharing the knowledge, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 